Running Light Ministry Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org. Welcome to the Running Light Podcast. This is episode number 66. Dude, 666. Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 66. Six. So it doesn't have the third one in. But uh, my name's Bo. I'm Peter. And we're with Running Light Ministries. And this is our Better Pleasure podcast where we talk about the Bible and sex, sensuality, and sexuality. All three of those <laughs> we touch on this um, podcast. It's been a while since we've been here. Um, it's been about a month, huh? Yeah. So. Let's say November. Yeah, November tenth. Oh gosh, man, that's two months. <laughs> yeah, so we've we've been out of the loop here for quite a while, but uh, it was a it was kind of a busy time. Yeah. For us, so um, but you're still plugging away. Uh, Peter's still teaching our purity groups. Doing that's doing pretty good. Yeah, it's going awesome, man. It's going good. That's cool, man. That's great. And um, I just got done doing a blog, which was fun. I did a 2017 review, and. Um, uh, it can be seen actually on our Facebook page. So if they go to Running Light Ministries on Facebook, you can scroll down and you can see where the blog post is. But that was fun, dude. I talked about kind of uh, trends in porn. I talked about um, things like uh, the Roku device that uh, uh, Amazon Prime, Netflix, um, different things with texting. Um, talked a little bit about YouTubers and that being a trend um, for young people and the influence in their lives. Um, not just young people, but I think a lot of people, are, I think, are influenced. I was looking at some of the YouTubers' like subscriptions, and there's like 21 million people subscribed to a YouTuber. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> just like, whoa! <laughs> what, do, what do people do with their time? They watch... YouTube, I guess. That's right. <laughs> Even though I'm not part of that. <laughs> For some reason, man, I get on YouTube and after like five minutes, I'm toast. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Hey, we had a question and I thought um, in this short podcast that we do today, we can kind of go over this. It's kind of a cool question. It says, um, a lot of my women's studies in a lot of my women's studies, we've talked a lot about what is and is not appropriate to share with friends and family about your marriage. For example, not bad-mouthing your spouse, not talking about issues unless both parties agree to discuss such topics with others, just figuring out what the needs are or what needs to stay private. I see so many friends bad-mouthing their husbands and think, I was taught in some studies not to speak about my husband in this way. Sometimes it comes out as some kind of insignificant gossip that really could hurt someone's feelings. Good question. We need a woman to answer that one. It's huh? <laughs> <laughs> a really well thought out question, too. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on how to answer that one? I mean, I, I feel like she's already... Uh on the right track uh, in her in her way of thinking you know um so <clears throat> it's kind of it's kind of a difficult thing because for for men i feel like this is a little bit different because men really struggle in opening up at all yeah so like you get a group of guys together 
and uh, you have them hang out all day. And they're probably just going to talk about sports, the weather, movies, video games, money, their work, money. Um, you know, they're, they're not really going to open up about anything too serious. But when girls get together on, on average, they do start opening up about like real stuff. Why and, is that, uh, man? What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Men are just weird, I guess. <laughs> we just don't. We don't really. Uh, we really do nothing very cool. But um, the the reason why that's uh, that's important to understand is because for for men, we need to learn how to open up with each other more. But for women, I think that what she's thinking about is there there should be lines uh, drawn on what should and should not be talked about. Yeah. And so the way it goes through and filters in my mind, and I can see you already flipped there, is uh, Titus chapter two, mm-hmm. you know, um, where it talks about older women teaching the other wo- younger women, uh, and, and you could just yeah, you just read it. Yeah, Titus chapter two, it talks about um, that the aged women likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober-minded, to love their husbands, and to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, so that the word of God may not be blasphemed. So it's kind of basically just that idea of older women getting with young people and talking to them and helping them through it, right? Right, right. The reason why... um, I mean, that's that's a component of it, right? It's important that they have that tool in the toolbox, that right. they have someone that they could talk to uh, in a in a kind of mentorship kind of way. And I would suggest that any woman um, who wants to talk about their husbands, that they do find someone that they can trust, who's a, a spiritual person, and uh, and have them as like a sponsor or a mentor and go to that person. The reason why I think this is a relevant, a real relevant question, and I know you do too, is just recently too, I had um, a, a conversation with a mother and a wife, um, and she desperately wanted to talk to someone about the issues in her marriage, and it had to do with these kind of sexual issues, hmm. the ones we talk about on the show. And she felt like she was kind of not supposed to do that, that that would have been kind of an idea of disobeying her husband. And so she, you could tell there was a lot of inner conflict there. Right. You know, and I don't know, my take is kind of like this, is that, you know, in Ephesians chapter 5, when it's talking about women obeying their husbands as unto the Lord, I kind of tend to think that there's a higher law, like a higher authority to obey, and that is the Lord. Right. And and so when I think of that, I think a woman has to obey God, and, and God tells us that through the counsel of many come wisdom, hmm. and that it's important that we seek out good counsel and that we don't isolate. The Proverbs also tell us that that's bad to isolate. Right. So that higher authority of just the word of God says, hey, you need to go talk to someone about this. Right. And even though there's a lot of guilt maybe in that wife to go, well, I don't want to open up a can of worms. I don't want to talk bad about my husband. But it's really talking about 
your sexual life talking bad about a person you think right and that would be like like my main point to what she says i like what she said she said i don't want it to turn into idle gossip where i think that the main issue when you're sharing uh would be the intent in the sharing so is it like if i'm going out to talk about my wife and i'm hanging out with Bo and i'm just like hey man like let me tell you about how terrible my wife is right and i just start like ripping on her <laughs> right i'm not intending to talk to you to better our marriage i'm talking to you to vent yeah and I, there's a proverb that says a fool uh, a fool vents all of his frustrations uh so there's this idea that i could just go and and men could do this just as often as women where we could just sit down and be like, ah, you know, my, my marriage, my life, my job, and they just complain, uh, complain. And, and when you're doing that, the intent is not like, when I'm saying that, I'm not expecting Bo to be like, hey man, like, well, how do you think your marriage could be better? Like your wife's doing those things. How do you think you could do a better job and being a, a better husband to her? Like, that's not what I'm expecting. I'm expecting you to just be like, yeah, man, women are crazy, you know, marriage sucks, you know, like that's, that's what I'm expecting you to say. Right. Uh, or I'm expecting you to be like, yeah, your wife does sound like a drag, you know, but I'm not expecting any like real counsel to happen. Um, but if I come to you and, and I, and I share with you and I'm like, Hey man, like this is what happened, which me and you do, uh, on a pretty regular basis where we talk about some pretty heavy stuff in our, in our marriages, in our own personal lives. But when we do it, there's an intent there's an expectation in me that when I'm talking to Bo, he's going to correct me, that he's going to read me the word and he's going to be like, hey, man, like this is what the word says about that. And why aren't you loving your wife and showing more grace to her and, and uh, caring for her more? And so like I'm expecting like when I'm sharing with him to get counseled, right, to get good advice that lines me up with with God. So the principle is, is you really dictate what you're going to get for input. So, right? You're really going to dictate it. If you if you want to just sling the hash with people <laughs> and just criticize, you can go find your peers and do it. Yeah. But if you really want input of more mentorship or just accountability mentorship, you know, um then you're going to seek that out as well. Right. And um and so it's really it's really dependent on you know that wife to to go okay um, am I going to seek out someone to for mentorship and counseling or am I just gonna go out with the girls and and because if you're gonna just go out with the girls or be in a Bible study and just kind of hang out with girlfriends and talk about how bad it is and yeah that's that's you know uh you're not going to get much out of that you do reap what you sow as far <laughs> as the advice you know but uh if 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 it's different when you call a counselor or you call a minister or or a, just a spiritual person right. who's using christ you know and and just say hey you know um i need to talk to someone is that can we talk you know then it's on a different level right and even like you know i I feel like it would be so cool because like in the Titus 2 passage that, that you just read, Bo, like it, it seems like what Paul is describing in an ideal, um, obviously it's the ideal, not the, not the real of most churches, but the ideal church environment as he talks about older women teaching younger women and older men teaching younger men. So there's like this thought in Paul's mind that when they're hanging out and the younger women are talking about their marriages, you'd have those 
older women present saying like, oh, like and giving correction and giving counsel. And I think that that's like a really cool idea. And I think that's what we've been trying to cultivate, say, in the the purity groups and the men's purity groups where, you know, we are talking about personal things. You know, we're in a group setting and we're talking about our issues. We're talking about our marriages. We're talking about our walks with God. Uh, but again, the intent there is to receive counsel, is to receive uh, betterment in Christ, not to just, um, and I think the word that you used was really good, that you said, um, if you just want to get with a peer, right? If I'm just getting with someone that I see as a peer, like on my level, then obviously neither of us are counseling one another. But when I'm getting with someone that I see as as being over me, as, as a mentor, as a, as a counselor, then when I'm saying these things, again, I'm expecting correction, like that's what I'm expecting. I'm not expecting someone to just be like, yeah, and validate me in everything that I'm saying. Um, and the things that I'm doing right, I should be validated. But in the things I'm doing wrong, I shouldn't. Yeah. And I think that that's so cool because there is, I think there's a there's a balance here. Because uh, I think what this, this woman's describing too, I, I think it's really cool how she put it. But um, there's also that balance of just going around as Christians and just being really fake. You know, where I, I could sit down with you, Bo, and you're like, hey, how's it going? I'm just like, oh, my marriage is great. My life's great. Everything's perfect. When in reality, you know, me and my wife are fighting every day. And, you know, there's a lot of issues in our marriage. And, you know, I'm falling to porn every other day, you know, and there's there's all these issues happening in my life. But if I can't, like, look at you and be like, hey, man, like, this is what's really going on. You know, what, what do you think? Uh, so there, there definitely is a balance. And I remember um, my sister years back, she told me about a small group that she was in where it was like a marriage small group and the leaders of the group would just be like, yeah, you know, we, we have marital problems too. You know, the other day my husband forgot to put the toothpaste cap back on the bottle. <laughs> like that was like, that was like the big confession in the group. And then just like a couple months later, they were like getting a divorce, you know? So obviously there was a bigger issues going on than forget, unless they were just really, really petty. And that was, that was all it took yeah. to, to, to bring that marriage crumbling down. You, know? <laughs> you never know, dude. You never it know. Get, it can get hardcore. <laughs> it can get really hardcore. It depends on, I guess, how many uh, toothpaste they have around the house. Right? <laughs> how stale it got. You know? like, who knows? There's like a hundred of them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's wild, man. I, I, I would imagine there was something a little deeper yeah. in that. Yeah. I mean, do a lot of women though on the whole in the church have that, you know, how many women really seek that out? And again, it's, it's part of a, a, a maturity of all of our growth, you know, in, in Christ where we get to places and go, man, I need, I need help. And, and uh, we all do. So we all seek out people um, to help us out. Not everybody at the church in the church is at the same place in their walks with God. Some people get that, and their kind of eyes are open to that need of that kind of relationship, and others aren't. Um, but it is a decision that we all make. You know, or do we see um, that kind of mentorship and counseling as a benefit to us? Um, do I see it as a betterment? Do I see it as a pursuit of God? Mm where this is the pursuit of God. Do I want God? Then I'm going to go in this direction. Hmm. Um, but if I don't want God, you know, I'm going to go away. And that's, in all of us, that is the big fight, isn't it? Yeah. It's that constant daily fight of, do I want God really? Because hmm. if I, and I can always, I always know it's God 
moving me in a direction when I know it's going to be a lot of humbling and it's going to really just take my reputation and and take it right down <laughs> where I'm going to not be uh, where I want people to see me. Um, and so when I know God says, yeah, you need to talk to that person or you need to tell him just this week, I had to tell you about some things, mm. you know, but I, it's like, I never go, oh man, this is going to, you know, there's a part of me that goes, man, I, I, I look forward to this and, yeah. and I know it's my betterment and I know it's what I need to do and things like that. But another part of me goes, man, <laughs> you know, like, no, you know, um, that type of stuff. But. So, so I, I think I can always tell I really need it or I need to go those directions because it's going to be a humbling. That's how I can kind of see it as being something of God, hmm. you know, because God is in the business of humbling us and, and really so he can raise us up. In order for us to be exalted, we have to be humbled and um, we have to be poor in spirit and, and meek and, and all that, you know, so... Um, you know, letting people know where where we struggle is tough, you know, um, that's for sure. Mm. Um, I always tell you, hey, man, I wish I was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Would be great, you know. Yeah, yeah. Would be great. And and I think that that's, a, that's another thing that is kind of like a fallacy in the Christian church because, you know, like the marriage that I have personally is incredible. It's like, it's the most amazing blessing God's ever given me. I'm insanely thankful for every moment of it. But it's a fallacy to believe that a marriage as good as mine is free from issues and and struggles and problems, because uh, that's not true. You know, I'm a fallen, sinful human being with a, a host of many, many, many different sin problems. And my wife is a fallen human being. And so our marriage is going to have a lot of issues as those as those sinful inclinations collide with one another there's going to be there's going to be conflict and there's going to be all these other things going on but when i'm confessing those things um to Bo, it's not like it's not like i'm saying like my marriage sucks you know and my wife sucks because this is what's going on what i'm uh, what I'm confessing because we've established this together in our relationship is we've established a reality of what life is really like together. So when I confess these things and when you confess those things to me in your own life, I'm not looking at your situation being like, Oh my gosh, Bo, you suck. You know, you're terrible. Why are you even here? You know, like, thanks. And I, yeah. I'm <laughs> and, glad. I, <laughs> and I know you're not thinking the same thing about me. I know that we, we see it as like, there's, there's, goodness and there's blessing and there's beauty there but there's also things that need to be changed yeah you know and it's like um it's like with anything else it's like with your health you know if you don't if you don't regularly deal with those small issues they become really really big like in the song of solomon you know let's catch the little foxes before they they ruin the field you know they're they start really small but they they can get really big and that's what always grieves me as a minister, and I'm pretty sure for you as well, Bo, when I'm talking to a couple that's about to, about ready to throw in the towel, where when I listen to the them talk, I realize that like these these big big issues that are tearing them apart began as such little things that yeah. just never never got talked about. Yeah, and if you don't, if you're a wife or a husband, let's just use the example of our wife here, um, the question. But if you don't have those tools in place. 
then, you know, like mentorship and the accountability and the Titus chapter two type of relationship, then what do you do? You know, what do you do? And we always say this when things go bad, but that's a, that's, I think of a, a fallacy way of thinking too, because when we say when things go bad, no, you don't understand you're already bad. <laughs> and and, yeah. and that's the, the, there's this a kind of this unfortunate kind of illusion world that we think that, you know, you're in a marriage and when it's a good marriage, you know, you're all doing good. Well, no, there's no one good. No, not one, hmm. you know, that, that Jesus taught, hmm. you know, and if, so if I come at the marriage going, you know what, I'm not good. And my wife's not good. Hmm. And the only thing good in us is got to be Christ, man. So it's okay now for us to to be on a level where we are in need. Hmm. You know, because now that's our foundation in the relationship, is that we have now laid the foundation that nothing good is in us. Um, only what has been given to us by Christ is good so we can't boast in ourselves it's only what what is in christ so now we are people in need we realize that and so now getting mentorship is part of the deal yeah you know finding people that we can talk to and get get um, input from um, is now a part of our life Mm. Um, so there is no there is no uh, my marriage is rocky now no it's it's in a sense always rocky yeah um, that's why I'm, that's why we both are doing our things. Right. So, but it's when it, it's, it's almost like people, we tend to think that again, strength is when you don't need anything. Hmm. That's the position of strength. And it's so interesting that that is so directly opposed. Hmm. That is an enmity with the Christian ethic. Hmm of humility Hmm. um and wow i mean i i would say that that is such a issue in all of our hearts you know in our culture so um you know if if you know so i guess my encouragement to a wife out there who goes man well i need to get counsel and what a bummer no that's not a bummer at all (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're actually now you're starting to move in a position of christian strength i love proverbs 12 verse 1 he says you know uh, uh, a wise person seeks counsel but anyone who doesn't is stupid (laughs) you know it's like it's just so blatant out there and whenever someone you know usually when i sit down with people to counsel for them first time i'll quote that to them because usually when people sit down to counsel me, they are bummed. They're like, man, like, I don't, you know, this is bad. This means like we're like in bad shape. And I'm like, no, before you came here, <laughs> you were in bad, like before you saw any counsel, that's the bad shape. You know, this is, this is good. You know, this is what God tells us to do. You know, this is, this is awesome. You know, I need to be in counsel and you need to be in counsel. Everyone needs to be in counsel. Yeah. yeah that's how the Bible views it. Yeah. Then that's so true. Yeah. So come at, coming at it from a, a new position maybe in your life um, out there, you know, for those wives, maybe come at it looking like, oh, okay, I don't have to put an expectation on my husband that he's great or I'm great. We can just come like the Bible says to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, which that means we understand that he is God and we are not and that we are in need totally of him and dependent on him. 
So we can now go to the next step, which is enter into the way that God has told us to get the help we need, hmm. which is through the Titus 2 kind of a passage where we go to people in the body of Christ and start opening up to that person. I would always suggest just opening up to one person, you yeah. know, at the beginning for sure, and uh, tackling it that way. So um, we'll end the podcast there. Yeah. So we got some stuff we got to do, Peter. <laughs> but it was it was good to be able to at least uh, get on there and answer a question and start getting stuff rolling. Yeah. So we'll talk to you guys later. Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, Take Flight and Love or Lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36.8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.